Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the word. Here we study the Bible. And our aim is to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation by the grace of God. We've done 26 books of the Bible. If you have not been able to listen to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. You can also find them on our app, Bible In-Depth Network, accessible through Play Store. And uh, you can also visit our website, BibleIndepth.com, and you'll find everything concerning the network. Uh, you'll be able to listen to radio live through there. You can also join our live stream prayer room, live stream 24-7 prayer room, live stream from the website, BibleIndepth.com. There's children material, there are clips about the Bible, and lots of other things concerning the network. So you can find all that on our website. Now, we started on the book of Daniel, and uh, today I want us to continue. We looked at chapter 1 last time, and I want us to continue today with chapter 2 of this uh, book. And uh, remember, Daniel is part of the captives that leave Judah, taken by Babylon, taken by Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, from the historian Josephus, great Israelite historian, we learn that this happened in the time of Zedekiah, that he is taken into captivity, being part of the royal family of Zedekiah. And uh, he gets into captivity, and God starts to use him while there in Babylon. And uh, starting with chapter 2, now in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled in his sleep, and his sleep left him. Then the king gave orders to call in the magicians, the conjurers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came in and stood before the king. What happens now? Nebuchadnezzar dreams. Of course, since he sleeps, many people uh, dream. And some people say they don't dream. I don't know how that happens. But uh, dreams happen. And sometimes they speak. They have messages. And they have key information for you. Uh, being given to you by God. So he gets a dream and uh, he's troubled by this dream. And when this comes, he cannot sleep anymore because he is troubled. So he gives orders. Call me the magicians. Remember, by the time we see him bringing all the uh, good, wise, intelligent people together for his kingdom, of course now he also gathers magicians across his empire for every part that he leads and brings them to be part of those who are wise in Babylon. So he calls them, sends for them, says, bring me my magicians, bring me the conjurers, get for me all the sorcerers, yeah, and also the Chaldeans. Tell them that they should come here because they need to tell me my dreams. Now, when they say Chaldeans here, Originally, Chaldea is the name for the whole country of Babylonia. And uh, 
we saw as the Chaldean chief Madak seized the Babylonian throne, that is 721 to 720 BC, Chaldea became a synonym of Babylonia. And now this Chaldean dynasty ruled the Near East, and this name becomes famous and is used synonymously across the entire Babylonian region. Yeah, living along the rivers of Euphrates and Tigris, the Chaldeas not only enjoyed agricultural fertility that was coming from these uh, sources of water, but also they developed science and arts. And this included astrology, it included astronomy, mathematics, mythology, and shipbuilding. Accordingly, the Chaldeans are also identified as a class of wise men because uh, of all this that they learned. So when they're included here among the magicians, the conjurers, and the sorcerers, it's a class of wise men that are talked of as the Chaldeans. And those he calls along with the rest. So they came in and stood before the king. And the king said to them, I had a dream and my spirit is anxious to understand the dream. Yeah? Now, the Chaldeans speak to the king in Aramaic, of course, because that's the language of Babylon at that time, and say, O king, live forever. Tell the dream to your servants and we will declare the interpretation. Now, this is a problem. They are asking him to tell them this dream, but the king forgot the dream. He had the dream and it went out of memory, but he knows that the dream I had was key. Oftentimes, you get a dream and you forget what you dreamt about, but you are sure that that which you dreamt of is key. So that's the position Nebuchadnezzar is in. He's like, I have a dream, but I do not remember the exact details. So I need you, because you guys can get into uh, the realms, the spiritual realms. Pick that dream for me. Tell me what it was, and also interpret it for me. So the king replies to them when they're asking uh, him to tell them and says, the command from me is firm. If you do not make known to me the dream and its interpretation, you will be torn limb from limb and your houses will be made a rubbish heap. He's saying, you guys, because these are people who are even paid, I want you, they've been taken good care of. Remember the case that we looked at earlier. In uh, chapter 1 with Daniel and his friends and the bigger group of young men that came from Judah. That they were given special treatment for reasons of taking care of what the king needs, his needs. Yeah, part of this is in this spiritual realm. So, he says, if you're not going to give me answers, I'm going to kill you and I'm also going to destroy your homes. But if you declare the dream and its interpretation, you receive from me gifts and a reward and great honor. Therefore, declare to me the dream and its interpretation. Now, it's like these guys have not heard very well what the man has said. This is the greatest man in the world at this point. They answered a second time and said, Let the king tell the dream to his servants and we will declare the interpretation. But now they, do, they don't know that the king has forgotten. So the king replied, I know for certain that you are bargaining for time. Inasmuch as you have seen that the command from me is firm, that if you do not make the dream known to me, there is only one decree for you. 
and that is death destruction hmm? you're just buying time for you have agreed together to speak lying and corrupt words before me until the situation is changed therefore tell me the dream that i may know that you can declare to me its interpretation hmm? the first starter the starting point is tell me the exact dream and when you've told me i know i will be sure that you can even interpret it so it's not about me giving you that dream and you start lying to me with all your interpretations anyway he does not remember it yeah so the chaldeans answered the king and said for there is not a man on earth who could declare the matter for the king Inasmuch as no great king or ruler has ever asked anything like this of any magician, conjurer, or Chaldean. They are saying, nobody can enter your head, king, Nebuchadnezzar. No one, even in history, there is no magician or wise man who has entered the head of somebody and told them about the dream they had. Will you always tell us the dream? Then we interpret it. So they are telling him, it's impossible. There is nobody. Moreover, the thing which the king demands is difficult, and there is no one else who could declare it to the king except gods whose dwelling place is not with mortal flesh. They're saying, unless it's a god, and for us we are not gods, we cannot declare to you this dream. So, because of this, the king became indignant and very furious and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon is angry, saying, these guys can't even declare to me what I dreamt. Yeah? So the decree went forth that wise men should be slain, and they looked for Daniel and his friends to kill them. Now, Daniel, remember, and his friends are part of the cream that was picked from Judah. That is considered, these are our wise men. Yeah? And they also want them. Then Daniel replied with discretion and discernment to Ariok, the captain of the king's bodyguard, who had gone forth to slay the wise men. He says, guys, before you start killing people, what's going on? So he says to Arion, the king's commander, for what reason is the decree from the king so urgent? He doesn't know what's going on. When they called people to the palace, he was not part of them. So when they gave them the challenge, he did not know about it. Yeah. So he's asking the commander that before we start killing people, for what reason is this that you want to kill people? What's the matter? Tell me. Then Ariok informed Daniel about the matter. He tells him, you know what? The king had a dream and he has asked his wise men, magicians, whatever it is, Chaldeans, that I want you to tell me about the dream. After you've told me the dream I had, you give me its interpretation. So he tells him that's the matter. So Daniel went in. And requested of the king that he would give him time in order that he might declare the interpretation to the king. He tells him, I need time. I can do this, but I need time. Then Daniel went to his house and he informed his friends. Huh? Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter. Yeah? so that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. These guys knew that when you ask God to reveal it to you, he will reveal it to you. Daniel knows 
that this is not just about now the books we read, the literature we've read. We are wise. We, they know us as wise men. This is now beyond. And when you want to get things that are beyond the ordinary, you have to get them by revelation. When you want to go a notch higher than the rest, you have to ask God for revelation of mysteries. There are things in the world today that are mysteries. There are things in the world today that if you got that mystery, your life would not remain the same. And you're not going to find it in books because what's written in books has already been revealed to many. But the things that are going to be revealed to you, mysteries of heaven, mysteries of the spiritual world, mysteries uh, that are not understood by many. The, these Chaldeans and conjurers and magicians, they say there's nobody in the world who can do that. And yes, they were right. Because it's only by God that some of this revelation can come to us. Spiritual revelation. Revelation about your life. Revelation about your future. Revelation about your business. Revelation of an idea that is going to transform your life. It comes from God. And this Daniel knew. Tells his friends, we are going to go before the presence of God. And we are going to ask him to reveal this mystery to us. There is something that you're looking for out there. There is a question you've had for long. I tell you, there is somebody who can reveal it to you. And that is Almighty God. You just have to go in your room. Like these men did, they went in their house, closed up, and said, now it's time for prayer. It's time for God to have compassion. They actually said, let's request for compassion from the Lord. Because he does it by compassion. May God have compassion on us. That we have revelations that we have never thought of. That you get a, an idea that is going to boom. An idea on the market that is going to raise your business. An idea in the technology world that is going to take you on another level. This is what these men say. Now for their case, they don't want uh, an idea to know how to make the, the latest iPhone. No. For them, they want a revelation of a mystery about what the king dreamt and its interpretation. That's what they're looking for. That's enough for them. They don't want anything more. It says, if God can give that to us, we are safe. So, then the mystery, in verse 19, was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Now, this is amazing. They went before God. They talked to God. They believed for revelation. And indeed, verse 19, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Sometimes nights, you need to, we need to make sure that we make good use of them. When you're going to sleep, how do you go to sleep? You just jump in the bed. Do you talk to God? Do you get to bed in the right environment through which God can speak to you, through which visions can come? You know, sometimes the way we, we close our days is key. You sleep after watching a horror movie. What revelation are you going to receive from God in such a nature? Huh? But if you read yourself, these men, they closed up the house. They started to pray. They started to seek compassion from God to reveal a mystery. And when this man, in the night, is in his house, there is a vision 
that comes to him, revealing this mystery. Those things that seem impossible, with God they are possible. And listen, this is it. You just set yourself in that line. You set yourself in that position through which God can speak to you. There are conditions that you need to learn to set for God to speak to you. And if you do not set them, then how will you hear from him? The environment that you're in can play a part on whether you receive mysteries or not. The postures that you're in will play a part whether you receive and hear from God or not. So in verse 19, the mystery is revealed to Daniel in this night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And this is what he said. Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. Now, when this guy gets the, the mystery, he starts to praise God. He starts to honor God. Sometimes we have been uh, blessed and you have got revelations and then you start to boast in yourself. You start to praise. You walk like the world is yours because you have prophecy. You walk like the world is yours because you got revelation. You got a word of knowledge about a certain circumstance or somebody. Then when you speak it and it comes to pass, you feel like you own the world. That's not what Daniel does. For him, he says, let God be blessed forever. And he says, wisdom and power belong to him because he is the one who owns everything. He owns the time. He even says he removes kings and establishes kings. That's all in the power of God. He gives wisdom to wise men. You think you're already wise because you've read. But God gives the wise men wisdom. It's like an addition. You get a man who is wise by what they've achieved in life and what they've read and the books they've studied and add wisdom from God, then you'll have a treasure with you. And he gives knowledge to men of understanding. Somebody who is quick in understanding and then they add knowledge is a treasure and all that comes from God. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. Nebuchadnezzar's dream is hidden. It's by the way even hidden from him as Nebuchadnezzar because he cannot remember the dream. But God reveals those hidden things. There is something about your life. There is something about your family. There is something about your job. There is something about your business that is hidden and God can reveal it to you. If you go shut that house and spend time with him, in the right time, he will speak to you. He will give you. And by the way, it's key for us to learn that Daniel made a mention and said, give me time. Yeah, Some things require time. It's not that uh, just in a second, then God has spoken. Sometimes it's you who has spoken, all your conscience. Give it time. Go in, shut the door, and wait for God to speak. Give it time, and God shall speak. So, he says he knows what is in the darkness. That is God. That's what Daniel is saying. God knows what is in that. There is nothing that you can do and hide from the, from the Lord. And the light dwells with him. To you, O God, my fathers, of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and power. 
everything comes from God. Daniel acknowledges this, and that is why he gets compassion from God. The moment you acknowledge that everything comes from God, he is the one who gives wisdom. He's the one who gives power. Then he will add more to you. Yeah. Even now, you have made known to me what we requested of you. We requested you, God, to tell us about the vision, about the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had and its interpretation. And guess what? God has done it. He has made it known to them. For you have made known to us the king's matter. So, verse 24. Therefore, Daniel went into Arioch, that is the commander of uh, Nebuchadnezzar, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Hmm? He says, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me into the king's presence and I will declare the interpretation to the king. He says, there's no need for anybody to die. There's no need to destroy anyone's house. I have it all. God has spoken to me. I know about the dream. I can imagine what happened yeah, at this point when these guys are hearing that Daniel has the dream. He's got the dream. I wonder what happened among the uh, communities of the wise men and the magicians and the conjurers when they're saying, this Hebrew man, how did he get it? But he got it from the presence of his God. He did not go and start mixing chemicals like they used to and start cutting fish, pulling out the gall and the blood and whatever it is to try and find information. No, for him, he spoke to God. Even if people say that you go to the shrines and they reveal to you information, that's not true. You don't have to kill an animal to get revelation. You don't have to sacrifice uh, things and all sorts of things told to you to get information or to get fortunes. You speak to God. These men closed the door of their house and God spoke to them. They didn't slaughter anything. They didn't go to any shrine. No, they spoke to God. So Ariok hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. I have found a man, dear king. Among the exiles from Judah, who can make the interpretation known to the king? The king said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. Remember, they gave them uh, new names when they moved from the captivity. Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king and said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners, are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. Still here, Daniel comes out and brings it before Nebuchadnezzar and says, it's not even about me. It's not about these men that you've picked. There is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. And I tell you today, there is a God in heaven who is going to reveal mysteries about your life, about your family, about those dreams you have, about the things you want to set forth, about your ministry. There is a God who reveals mysteries. He tells you of that which is to come. And though you may think it is impossible with God, it is possible and it shall come to pass. 
So he tells Nebuchadnezzar that God has revealed to you what is going to come to pass in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while you were on your bed. He even tells him where he was. As for you, O king, while on your bed, your thoughts turned to what would take place in the future. And he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will take place. But as for me, the mystery has not been revealed to me for any wisdom residing in me, more than in any other living man, but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king and that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. Saying it's not just about me. It's not that I'm wise. It's about God. You, O king, were looking and behold, there was a single statue, great statue. That statue, which was large and of extraordinary splendor, was standing in front of you. And its appearance was awesome. He's telling him now the dream he had. The head of that statue was made of fine gold, its breast and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You continued looking until a stone was cut out without hands and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them was found. But the, stro- the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now, he tells him, that's the dream you had. This was the dream. Now we will tell you its interpretation before the king. It says, now let me give you an interpretation of the dream you just had. You, O king, are the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, and the strength, and the glory. And wherever the sons of men dwell, all the beasts of the field, all the birds of the sky, he has given them into your hand and has caused you to rule over them. You are the head of gold. So on that statue, the head of gold is you, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Now he's revealing the dream to him. And it's interesting here to see that he's telling him God has given you the kingdom, the power, strength, and glory. It's God who gives authority even to Nebuchadnezzar. However much he thought he was a good fighter who overtook the kingdoms, he's saying, no, it's not about you. God is the one who gave you that authority. It was God who decided that you shall fight, win, become the leader of the world at this point. Now, you might start asking questions about the life of these men and the gods they worship and whether God can make a decision for them. It's clear here, respective of the fact that Nebuchadnezzar does not worship the Almighty God. It is God who gave them the authority. Those are mysteries of God, things we may not understand. How does God get somebody who is a sinner and give them power, authority, and strength? Here, he's the one who did it for Nebuchadnezzar. And it's clear when we read from what Daniel says. So, he tells him clearly, you are the head of gold. Nebuchadnezzar, on that statue, that which you saw, you are the head of gold. Verse 39, he says, after you, there will rise another kingdom inferior to you. Then another kingdom of bronze, which will rule over all the earth, saying, Babylon is the first kingdom. 
it's the head of gold, which is you, Nebuchadnezzar. After you, the silver part, yeah? Because remember, when they were talking about uh, the silver part, they said its breast and its arms are of silver, yeah? Two, these two that come next is um, Media and Persia. That is the second that comes after Babylon. Yeah, there are those that represent the silver. The media and the Pasha. The media, of course, came through Darius and Pasha came through Cyrus. These two were, uh, were colleagues. They were comrades. Yeah, so their empire was divided between the two. They were part, they overtook, the, they would come to overtake Babylon. Media and Pasha, Medo-Pasha, that is what it's called. Those are the silver. Then the third kingdom, which is bronze, is the kingdom that overtook and uh, overthrew Persia and Media, and that was Greece through Alexander the Great. He represented the bronze. Then there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things so, like iron that breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all these in pieces. The kingdom that comes after uh, the Greeks is Rome. So, uh, what is represented of iron is Rome on that statue. But the Romans shall also take charge, as you see. And in that you saw the feet and the toes, partly of the potter's clay and partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom. After uh, the, the, the Romans ruling the, their kingdom, of course it's being clear here that it will be a divided kingdom. And we shall get into the details of those. But it will have in it the toughness of iron in as much as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. As the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong and part of it will be brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with common clay, they will combine with one another in the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, even as the iron does not combine with the clay. In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and put an end to all these kingdoms, but it itself will endure forever. And that kingdom we know of, the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Christ comes with, that's the kingdom that's being talked about, that's the divine kingdom. In as much as you saw that a stone was cut out all of the mountain without hands, and it crushed the iron and the silver and the bronze and the clay, the silver and the gold, he tells him, the great God has made known to the king what will take place in the future, so the dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. He tells him, that's the dream you've had. No doubt. Above all these kingdoms that you've seen, there's a kingdom that will come after all of them, and it will crush them. And that's the kingdom that Christ brings to us. That's being told to this man who we may think he's a sinner. This man who does not have anything connected with worshipping Almighty God, God has given him a dream that's speaking about the future, mysteries of God. And it has been revealed to him by Daniel. Not by his own power and wisdom and the books he read, but by the power of God. So, King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and did homage to Daniel. He fell down practically and worshipped Daniel, greatest of all kings. He says, how have you done this? You've revealed to me that dream and even given me interpretation. And he gave orders to present to him an offering and a fragrant 
instance. Then the king answered Daniel and said, Surely your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. Since you have been able to reveal this mystery, he comes out to acknowledge as Nebuchadnezzar that indeed we have gods here, but your God is above. Even those who don't worship God, when they see what he's done in your life, they'll come out and say, you have a God that you worship, and we honor him too now. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel made request of the king and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his three friends who was within the house. He appointed them over the administration of the province of Babylon while Daniel was at the king's court. Of course, when you go before God, he will reward you with great things. Daniel went before God, got revelation, gave it to the king, and he was rewarded with positions alongside his three friends. God does not let you die. God does not let you down. God can raise your status if you seek after him. If you learn to make it a habit to talk to him, he will reveal mysteries. And with the revelation of mysteries and the things that you'll do, you'll be set apart. Somebody who has been able to get a mystery is separated and put on another level. He's taken to another level. He does not remain the same as the rest. He's given a status just like these four men. They are now leaders in a kingdom, in a land of captivity. And that is all because of their communion with God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for letting us study. Help us grow close to you. Help us seek you and reveal mysteries, those things which we think impossible because what is impossible with us is possible with you. We exalt you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. <laughs>